Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash My Money Health Check. Hello and welcome to Get Answers, a fortnight of special bite-sized episodes from the team here at Witch. I'm Harry Kind and this is the final episode of our mini-series as we're here to help you get answers to some of the biggest questions on your mind right now. Do make sure you go back and listen to our previous episodes covering everything from mortgages and childcare to scams, travel costs and the latest on supermarket food pricing. But to finish, there's a subject that's never far from the headlines. When life gives you questions... Which Get Answers. Today we're finishing our Get Answers series with a look at what's happening with energy bills and importantly hearing the latest on how much we could be paying in the months to come. Now for a final time for this last fortnight, I'm joined by our producer, Rob. Hi Harry, how's it going? Yeah, not bad, thank you very much. Lots to get into with our expert today. First though, what have you been hearing? Well, as expected, energy bills and what could happen in the future has been on many of our minds for months, if not years at this point, especially, of course, since we saw electricity and gas prices spike after Russia's invasion of Ukraine last year. But now this is interesting, and I feel like maybe a bit of myth busting might be needed here. Here's what happened when I spoke to Elliot. He told me that him and his flatmate were fortunate enough to fix their bills when they moved in. But he also shared some more about his energy use. They have been a concern, but luckily I have a very savvy flatmate like myself. Um, so from the moment I've seen me, I've been in our current situation for 18 months. So we very vary about obviously turning plugs off when we're not being used and when the flat's empty, all the plugs and things are taken out only they put on the heating when we absolutely needed it and things like that just because of that reason of like we don't want it to be spiking up or not and also when it was say the colder months at the start of the end of last just being aware like it will go up slightly because that's just the nature of the situation but also just being a bit vigilant like do we need to have this on do we need to, like you know, it's a two second job to pull, pull a plug out of a socket and that could actually save you a bit of money and it's a it does all add up at the end of the day it seems minor in the moment but when it adds up over the case of six months for example it could be a lot of money that you spent on a bill which you didn't need to hmm very interesting indeed well here to get us all the answers that we need today is which energy and sustainability editor emily seymour hi emily hi harry Right, let's get into what Elliot told us first. I mean, it's great news for him and his flatmate that they managed to fix their bills, although we aren't sure when that contract comes to an end. But he also spoke a lot about turning off devices and unplugging items to save money. I mean, first things first, does that actually work? So witches researchers have done lots of work over the past couple of years looking at exactly what saves money on energy around the house. It is true that turning off devices that are on standby, unplugging things will save a little bit of money, but it really isn't going to be the thing that drops your bills by a huge amount. Ultimately, you're better off 
looking at the appliances that cost a lot to run and using them a bit less. So when you say a little bit, it's not a huge amount over a year? No, I mean, you'd be looking at kind of like £20, £30, £40. You know, it's worth doing, but it's probably not going to change anything massively. Okay, and what are those appliances that could change things massively because they cost the most to run? So on the whole, the things in your house that use heaps of energy are anything that changes temperatures. That's very energy intensive. So anything that gets hot or gets cold, fridges, freezers, ovens. And the thing in anyone's household that will use the most energy is, of course, your boiler, which spends a lot of time heating up water. But then also tumble dryers, washing machines, dishwashers. So definitely try to limit how much you use the tumble dryer if you can and make sure you're using all the eco settings and making sure you're doing everything as efficiently as possible. That all makes sense. Very interesting. And we do actually have a Witch Shorts podcast episode that's completely based on this subject. It's called How Much Does My Home Cost to Run? And you can search for it wherever you're listening to this episode. Loads more info there on that. But next, we heard a few weeks ago that the all-important energy price cap will be changing come July. So what is that and what's happening? And then how could it impact the price that we'll pay? The energy price cap is set by Ofgem, which is the UK's energy regulator. It determines how much energy providers are allowed to charge their domestic customers, so that's everyone at home, for how much they're paying per unit of energy. So if you ever have a look at your electricity and gas meters are clocking every unit that you use, and there's a cap on how much each of those is allowed to cost. Over the past six months, so since October 2022, the government has actually been intervening and the price that we've been paying has been artificially lowered because of the government support that's been on top of that called the EPG. But from the 1st of July, the off-gen price cap is going to be lower than the EPG. So that means we're all going back to paying what the regulator suggests. Well, not everybody. It's specifically for people who pay for their energy by variable tariff. Normally, that's not very many people. But at the moment, because there just haven't been fixed deals on the market for such a long time, it's pretty much everybody. So do we think then we could get back to that time, that time when the energy market was more competitive, there were a lot more fixed deals? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that our advice was always telling people to switch, switch, switch to make sure that you're on the best deal. I really hope so. At the moment, we're all watching. So us at which any other kind of consumer organization, the government off-gen, we're all watching the energy market to try to figure out whether or not or when fixed deals will come back. And at the moment, we're all waiting for energy companies to take the plunge because ultimately offering a deal which is less than the current price cap, which is what the switching market usually was, would be a big gamble for an energy company. So we're holding out hope that that does happen. And we have started to see things shift. A deal came up only last week, which suggests that for some people, you'll be able to pay a little bit less than the price cap. But at the moment, the market is still very cautious, I think. Be brave, energy companies, be brave. (laughs) What if uh, one of our energy company, they write to us and they say, we've got a new fixed deal. Should we be tempted by that? Should we take it? That's an interesting question. There's a difference between deals that are offered to you as an existing customer compared to deals that are put out onto the open market for anybody to sign up to. 
And at the moment, we know that energy companies are being very cautious about opening up to new customers, but they may well be sending emails out to existing customers to offer them their own sort of special deals. What you really need to be careful of is making sure that the prices are the same as or lower than the price cap from July onwards. We really wouldn't recommend signing up to a deal that's higher than that because the expectation is that prices are going to start to drop. So you don't want to be signing up to anything that's more expensive than you would otherwise be paying. You also need to make sure you're looking at any exit fees. So energy companies will often have an exit fee, which they would charge to someone who wanted to pull out early from a contract. And actually, you might find that in six or nine months time, that's exactly what you want to do. The prices have all changed, things are coming down. So you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're going to be kind of really tied into these current contracts, I think. Mm, So lots to think about if the market changes in futures. But before we get to our questions from social media, an obvious question seems to be this. What can we do right now that could actually help us cut our energy bills? The thing I always tell people is, as I said earlier, the thing that uses the most energy in your household is for almost all of us, your heating, boilers, hot water. So I would absolutely start with making sure your house needs as little heating as possible. And that means insulation. So loft insulation, draft proofing, making sure that cracks are sealed around windows and doors, anything that you can do to make your home feel cozier while you're using less energy to heat it is absolutely the place to start. And fingers crossed for more nice weather in the rest of the summer. And then we can have nice low energy bills as well. When life gives you questions... Which Get Answers. Now, to finish today's show, for each episode of this Get Answers mini-series, we've been wrapping up with some quick-fire questions we've received on the Witch Facebook page. So, Emily, here's some that we've got over the last couple of days. This one's from Omar. He asks if we can expect the energy price cap to keep falling, and if so, does that mean our bills will keep reducing? I certainly hope so. And the energy price cap is expected to start falling now. So it's released every three months. It changes every three months. And the most recent predictions, which only came in a couple of days ago, so hot off the press, are from Cornwall Insight, which is a forecasting agency in the energy market. And they're suggesting that in October, prices will slightly come down and again in January. So, you know, I think we are certainly looking at prices starting to drop. Those drops at the moment are predicted to be pretty small. So we're talking kind of £100 here or there for the typical energy user. But it certainly feels more confident than it has done in the past, certainly over the past couple of years. And it sounds as though things will start to come down now. Every little helps. Okay, David is asking, why are bills still high, even though the wholesale price of electricity and gas has actually been falling? Yeah, that can be really difficult to wrap your head around. I think it's all a very complicated calculation, how much energy companies are allowed to charge, how much they're paying. Energy companies buy the energy that you use on a futures market. So they're basically buying ahead of time. And then the day prices will change separately to that. So often when you're establishing a contract with an energy company, you're paying prices that were decided maybe six months ago. So that's why it can take a really long time for prices to change in your domestic contracts, even though the kind of day-to-day prices of energy change very rapidly. 
But, you know, we are starting to see bills come down slightly. And the predictions are that over the next decade, we're talking a long period of time, but that things will gradually come down and down and we'll end up somewhere back where we started. But my understanding is that that won't be for quite a long time. Uh, No light on the horizon just yet then. Finally, from Lucy, she wants to know if there's any help available with insulating her home. She goes on to say that she was sure there used to be support available, but she can't find any information. Sure. So there are some energy suppliers that offer free insulation if you're eligible under the Energy Company Obligation Scheme. So that's called the ECO or the ECO Scheme. This could include you if you're on certain government benefits, but it's recently been expanded. So in March, the government announced a extended version of the scheme. It's called the Great British Insulation Scheme, and that will benefit, it's estimated about 300,000 more homes. And that is for people who are not necessarily on benefits, but who live in the least energy efficient homes. So you have to be in a home with an energy performance certificate rating of D or below. So it means it's not very efficient to run and in a lower council tax band. So that's A to D in England or A to E in Scotland and Wales. So that basically is being put out there to try to capture people who have homes that are not well insulated and are in kind of the smaller homes on the market. So hopefully we'll catch people who don't have as much money absolutely have a look on the government website to see whether or not you qualify for that. It will fund one type of insulation for your home and hopefully would save somewhere between kind of three and four hundred pounds a year on your energy bills and is launching this summer. Fantastic. Well, fingers crossed, Lucy gets some insulation for her home for free or at a discount at least. That is really good news. Emily, thank you so much. It's been really great to have you on and uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. A huge thanks again to Emily and to you for listening to this final episode of our special mini-series aiming to get answers to your most pressing questions. If you enjoyed today's show, please hit subscribe. And if you have any comments or questions, use the hashtag GetAnswers on social media. For free expert advice for life's everyday questions, don't forget to head to witch.co.uk. Normal service will resume next week with new episodes of our Witch Shorts and Witch Money podcasts coming to you very soon. This episode of Get Answers was produced by Rob Lilly, edited by Eric Breer, and hosted by me, Harry Kind. And we'll see you next time. What is happening to supermarket prices? Do own label brands taste good? What's the best supermarket? What's the worst? How do I spend less on my weekly shop? Are there ways I can shop smarter? Should I just be growing my own veg? How do I even grow veg? <sighs> Wine to pair with spag ball? When life gives you questions, get answers at witch.co.uk.